You are listening to Sick Biz Buzz with me, Hillary Jastrom. Welcome to episode 24 of Sick Biz Buzz, the sickest podcast empowering chronically ill and disabled entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Hillary J, and I am so happy you have joined us. Today, we are talking about taking risks and stepping into your own power. Yep, that's right. I am speaking of traveling. That's that old bugaboo that all of us who have chronically chronic illnesses or disabilities uh, have a tendency to put off. But before we dive in, I want to give a shout out to Hardcore Closer and Ryan Stuman. They've put me up in a fab hotel in Denver. I'm part of an amazing mastermind and um, just pushing my own abilities. So I'm very grateful for that. As well as he's given me my first podcast on the road experience. Robert, our producer, is going to be coming up with some tips to help you if you're a podcaster. Get your podcast going, rolling on the road. So I want to let you in on a little secret. Maybe you don't know this. This is the second trip I have taken in four years since I've gotten sick. The first one uh, I took to Los Angeles back in the summer. And uh, it was disastrous. Now, I, I, I attribute some of that towards taking CBD oil. Actually, I attribute a lot of that to that. I also had my daughter with me, and she's kind of like this Amazon powerhouse. And so she was getting me through the airport and moving me past people and just whipping me around in the wheelchair. So she made it a lot easier. But the CBD oil, holy moly. If you want information on that, please let me know. I'm happy to connect you and help you feel better too. The first trip I took was vastly different. I booked the cheapest seats that I could find. And so I was essentially uh, pigeonholed in the airplane the whole way down there and bonus that they sat a pervert with three teeth next to me who kept asking his mother for his purse three seats up like this ma do you have my purse so uh, you know he made me read messages uh from his girlfriend using his coke nail to point out the text i was supposed to read it was a disaster we were very we felt very unsafe um I started retching as the plane was landing. I think I had some altitude sickness or something like that. But I want to tell you, too, I did a very bad job preparing. I packed um, probably 20 minutes before we hit the road. Um, I stayed up way too late worrying about the trip. I had too much coffee, not enough water. I didn't eat well. So I was exhausted, strung out. I was flaring like a mofo. And that really took a toll. When we got to the hotel, there was no joy or delight. There was only me face planting into the bed and then sleeping like a like a drunk for six hours. So I wanted to make the experience different. I wanted to give myself the best shot at succeeding. So on the way back, we flew first class because by that time I was like, fuck it, I don't care. I need to be comfortable and not have a pervert in my face. I want to watch a movie. I'm not the greatest flyer. I think you have to identify your weaknesses and your tendencies in order to strengthen them and be okay with that. Yeah, I'm not going to sit here and browbeat myself and say, oh my God, you didn't do this or you didn't do that. And you're a horrible person. What's the point? No, it's much like a diet. You try to stay on the wagon, you fall off, get back on. But the point is, I want you to know 
you can do these things that you deem to be impossible. For me, that was travel. I would break out into a cold sweat. But I have a book coming out this year in September. It's called Six Success. And you know what? I, I might like to be able to travel around and promote that and maybe help more people. And so I had to step into my own empowerment and get rid of some of my fears. So today we're going to cover the 10 reasons to push yourself to travel. Number one, you can do it if you use the services. And I want to preface this by saying you need to be comfortable with your experience and who you are. You need to be comfortable with how you need to adapt in your life, what you need to apply as far as your adaptations go. You know, and I'm talking about things like um, your work day. I'm talking about how much sleep you need, what your diet is that you have some accommodations that you need to make regularly and you need to be comfortable with that. For me, for example, we had to set up wheelchair assistance from the second I was at the counter until I boarded the plane. And you absolutely can do that. And I wanna tell you, you absolutely can even bypass huge lines. I think I went past 100 people in security and I felt like flipping them off like, see you later, but I didn't, <laughs> I didn't. But I did tip generously. Don't be afraid to get into a wheelchair. Don't be afraid to get into a golf cart. Don't be afraid to go about your business. And that means you are on display as a person who might have some challenges. Fuck everybody else, okay? Who gives a shit? who's staring at you, who's uncomfortable. You are not concerned with them. You are concerned with you and what you need. So was able to get through security, and I think I probably have a date with a lady TSA agent later because, man, she was up in my business. But I was able to do it, and then they put me in a golf cart, and we went all the way down to my gate. Then from the gate, we hopped into another wheelchair, and we went shopping. Don't be afraid to ask your guy to take you shopping. I need something to eat on the plane. I'm not ashamed that I eat. I'm not ashamed of what I need, and neither should you be. They take you through the checkout, and the bonus is that, you know, the person who's pushing you works at the airport, and so they likely know the cashier operating the kiosk, and they'll be like, hey, Charlene, do you have a minute? And you just zoom right in. I cut so many lines. It was illegal. They take you to the bathroom, they wait outside the door, whatever you need, it conserves your energy to enable you to do these things. So I am cheering you on. If I can do it, you can do it. And I want you to take a look at the video I shot that you can find on the Sick Biz Facebook page when I took my wheelchair to the beach. Because bitches got to go to the beach, man. However we got to get there, that's what we got to do. Point number two is meeting people in person is incredibly different and enriching than working virtually. You have no idea what a real hug feels like. You have no idea what being welcomed and accepted and cheered on feels like. 
you have absolutely made indelible connections that will last for life. And let me tell you, when your client runs across somebody else that does the same damn thing that you do, but they live out there in virtual land, who do you think they're going to remember? They're going to remember you. And you know what? You're going to get the respect that you've been looking for because you stepped way the hell out of your comfort zone. And you're proving to yourself you can do it to connect with people, to connect with ideas, to collaborate, to go to lunch, to learn backgrounds, to share laughs. It's a very important part of the bonding process. You might get tired. You might have to put some measures in place for when you do get tired, but you're going to be okay. And even at the end of the night when you're exhausted and you feel two-dimensional because you're flat and you're just wiped out, you will be so proud of yourself. Number three is you don't have to do it all the time. Let me tell you what. I met a guy on the airplane. His name was Michael. Shout out to Michael. We had an amazing conversation and connected very well. And I, and I don't believe in coincidences. So I think that Michael and I were supposed to talk to each other and kind of act as a soothing ground for each other. But I'm not going to have my husband Deacon with me all the time. I'm not going to have Michael with me. I'm not going to have Lindsay with me. I'm not going to have Ryan with me. I'm not going to have the people looking out for me with me. I'm going to have to fend for myself. And you know what? That means I can't do it all the time. I can maybe take two trips a year. But no way in hell can I travel like 75% of the time where people are like, uh, we've landed. Can you tell me what city we're in again? That's not you, my friend, likely. It is sure as shitfire, not me. And that is okay. You can save those travel trips as a special treat for yourself, kind of blend in a vacation. It's pretty freaking awesome. Point number four. It's not that you need to prove something to yourself, but likely you've thought about it. You've wondered what your life would be like if you could keep up. And when I say keep up, I mean just from the physical component of traveling and what that entails. You've wondered if you could do it. I've been telling people this was a test. It's a test to see how often I can do it. It's a test to see how taxing it will be. It's a test to see if it's even feasible to do one trip a year. It is a test. It's okay to want to prove something to yourself. That's how we grow, right? More importantly, you will feel incredibly empowered like you're gonna want to stop people on the street and be like hey what's holding you back in life because i've got your answer right here do it but you don't have to do it all the time remember that point number five is challenging yourself equals growth of course it does we stay stagnant we don't try different things we only envision what something might be like we're not growing because we're not experiencing and experiences, and even mistakes, even setbacks, even those bad days equal growth. You owe it to yourself to, to give yourself some of those tougher days. You don't want your life to be just a smoothly paved tar road that you just 
roll on down without feeling any bumps or ripples. You want those so you can leverage them to reinforce your own credibility and authority even more in your field and in yourself. Look at you go. That's what you can say. Look at me go. Number six is you can expand your offering outside of your house. Girlfriend, boyfriend, you are limiting yourself, okay? You're doing the best that you can operating a business from your home, making a living wage. But the point is that you are limiting yourself to some degree, and it's okay to realize that. So when you get out of your house, you expand your opportunities. Of course you do. You put your face out there. You put your personality out there. You put your smile out there. You put your brand out there. You get to meet people. You meet people in the airport. You meet them on the plane. You can meet them in the Uber. You can meet them wherever you are supposed to meet people. But if it's just you, and especially if you're cloistered inside and your self-esteem is taking a battering, then you may want to consider just shaking off the dust a little bit and trying something different. As long as you put those measures into place, you're going to be okay. And number seven is it's hard being a shut-in in your own creation of a world. And I think we all feel that. I think we all feel safe in our homes. When we're in our homes, we can be vulnerable. We can walk like a drunk. We can uh, struggle with our vision. We can struggle to remember things. We have, a, we have the ability to somewhat control what's happening internally and externally. And we don't have to put on a show for people because we can be in our pajama pants. We can be in our bathrobe in the morning as we're loading social media, right? We can do these things and people don't need to know about it. And those things are energy conserving and they're kind of spiritual preserving at the same time because it really is difficult to always be on display and have people ask you, do you have an injury? Oh, I'm so sorry. What's the matter? You know, and, and I'm all for building awareness of my rare neurological disease. But you know what? Sometimes I just want to escape. That's what we do. We build these escapes. When we build these escapes, we can't be, we're a little antisocial. So we kind of want to work on that. We have to remember, yes, we have these connections and we have this network. But at the same time, we're not touching and feeling people. We're not sharing space with them. So push yourself. And number eight is you can learn new skills and capitalize on opportunities like speaking. So we all know speaking is the new big gig. Everybody wants to speak. It's turned from the public's number one fear into the public's number one goal. And you absolutely can do that. You can do webinars from your home and things of that nature. But let me tell you what, when you shine up, 
you get all gussied up and you sashay up there and you share your mind and people are looking at you and a little bit of the pressure's on to impress and you channel that anxiety into energy to captivate, there's nothing like it. So I highly recommend that you start a podcast too because hot damn, I think this might be my favorite thing I do. <laughs> it's important to capitalize on those opportunities. You can even just slide out of your house and go meet somebody for coffee and talk about it face to face. Watch how their face crinkles up when you guys laugh at an inside joke. You know, feel how their hand feels when you shake their hand or how they feel or what their cologne smells like when you give them a hug. These are all sensory sensations that feed you. They're good for you. They break up the monotony in your day. They infuse you with new energy and, and a higher vibration. Number nine, as you can see what else you can incorporate into your life. I talked about speaking. What are some other opportunities? Do you want to write a book? You're going to have to promote it. Do you want to put on um, an in-person webinar? Okay. Maybe you live in a smaller town. Maybe you want to travel to a more centralized location. When you have the ability to travel, even infrequently, you open up all kinds of doors. So think about that. Think about how you're limiting yourself. And I know we go through a lot. I know we say to ourselves, well, we always talk about coming from a place of scarcity when we have a chronic illness or disability or we're going through uh, treatment that may only last a couple of, of months or a better part of a year. We're coming from a place of scarcity. I can't. I can't do this anymore. Why don't you think about, like, what can you do? When was the last time you started your day waking up, taking a stretch, and asking yourself, what can I do today? I bet I can do some amazing things. When that epiphany hits, that's your gut talking to you and saying, why don't you give that a shot? You probably find a lot of joy in it. So maybe consider this. Maybe consider expanding. Expanding yourself and your skill set. Number 10 is you break the stigma. Unfortunately, it is true. There is a level of responsibility that we all take on because when we are chronically ill or disabled, it is up to us as the population most affected not only to be advocates for ourselves, but to contribute to breaking the stigma. And that means being out being proud, demonstrating that you can drive, you can walk with a cane, you can walk holding on to the wall, you can be in a wheelchair, you can be in a golf cart. Whatever you need to do that's more of a public display, you have a responsibility not only to yourself but to our entire population to get people talking so we are better accepted into the norm. 
we no longer want there to be two populations or two silos, abled and disabled. And we are charged with that responsibility of changing the stigma. And if you think you are not strong enough to shatter that stigma, you're strong enough to have a disease every day, to have a disability every day, to face challenges every day, so you sure as shit can handle doing your part to break the stigma. And really, we just kind of whipped through that, didn't we? I think it's the altitude. It makes me speak faster. I want to run, do, run down again real quick um, what this offering is or what the 10 reasons to push yourself to travel are. You can do it if you use the services. Meeting in person is different than working virtually. You don't have to do it all the time. You will feel incredibly empowered. Challenging yourself equals growth. You are offering your, you are expanding your offering outside of your house. It's hard to be in a world of your own creation and feel like a virtual shut-in. You can learn new skills and capitalize on opportunities like speaking. You can figure out what else you can incorporate into your life, putting on a webinar. Maybe I'm considering putting on uh, a session for people and having like a, a book editing roundhouse. No, I think I might be able to handle it. I, I didn't know that before I stepped on the plane. And number 10 is you break the stigma. Empowering ourselves sometimes means we scare ourselves or we have to do what we are afraid of, afraid. This is tremendously uplifting and running towards your triggers is the only way to find the solution and to heal for what terrifies you. Did you like what you heard? Please listen, share, subscribe, and leave a review, or I will come and find you. And if you are a prior guest on the show, you know an email is coming your way. Also check out sickbiz.com to indulge yourself in 20-plus guest bloggers, all with the aim of helping you feel better from life and business coaches to chronically ill and disabled entrepreneurs just like you. And if you need additional help, you can get in touch by texting SICKBIZ, S-I-C-K-B-I-Z, to 36260. Thanks so much for listening. Be well.